Blog Talk Radio. We've got a lot of news updates going on, showing how Washington is insane, and the Rittenhouse trial still has not been decided. You're listening to RightWingMedia.net Radio. Call him now at 516-666-9806. Do you enjoy the inventive and enthusiastic audio craziness of the Romeo Show? Is your mind engaged by the brain pounding you get from Scott Hum on rightwingmedia.net radio? If you do like these shows, email us at producers at rightwingmedia.net to send us a message. That's producers at rightwingmedia.net. We're standing by right now to read what you have to say. I'm just an electronic announcer. This is Scott Hum, and I'm looking at the news today and updating, by the way, Happy Thanksgiving month. So you'll be hearing this right, uh, well, about a week before Thanksgiving. We're looking at the news today, updating the uh, various things going on, and it's kind of amazing. It's kind of weird. It's kind of strange. Sounds like a mix of... uh, My Fair Lady Lyrics and the Rocky Horror Picture Show, but it's not. For example, let's go over to rightwingmedia.net first and take a look at what's happening. For example, according to the Corpus Christi Caller Times, they're asking, will Beto O'Rourke's assault rifle statements hurt him with gun-loving Texans? Well, of course they will. I mean, problem is, when he said that from... Which is Texas Southern University? He's not not basically endearing himself, especially as a Democrat, uh, for the race for Texas governor. Definitely not endearing himself to anybody. Another uh, story from Texas is kind of interesting, and it leads into another story as well. But uh, we'll also mention uh, that. Uh, some other related stories. Uh, yes, we'll talk about Rittenhouse in Pflugerville. And this is um, a weird little town with a weird name that did something weird that is kind of amazing. And, and that's spelled P-F-U-G-E-R-V-I-L-L-E. Now, and this is, yeah, at rightwingmedia.net, you can see it. What they did is they went to the library's teen space in their main library and they did it came out on Twitter kind of a weird I call it almost a reverse photo op they took down all the books that could offend anyone and what was tragic about this when you look at it and out of the uh, 159 books they had there were 10 left on the shelf when they got done they did not only concentrate on books regarding politics or sexuality, but they also took out books relating to religion, which is kind of worrisome because they're trying to warn, hey, we're just showing you what would be 
like is our library bound to authoritarian thought. Well, according to Ai Weiwei, who's a Chinese dissident, and this is a story we found in Next Shark, he says that due to political correctness in the United States, the country has turned into an authoritarian state without people knowing it. Now, he openly criticized uh, recently uh, the Chinese Communist Party and has been doing so for since 2011 when he was imprisoned for 81 days on a government crackdown that targeted writers, human rights lawyers, and other activists. And that makes it really kind of, well, we feel bad for him because uh, a lot of us here at rightwingmedia.net are writers, journalists, etc. But he is now living, uh, according to the article, in Portugal after living in Berlin and the United Kingdom. He compared, and this is kind of his book, uh, and a new interview on PBS Firing Line. He described Mao Zedong's directives during the Chinese Cultural Revolution, which were distributed at night, and he compared them to former President Trump's midnight tweets. Uh, though he disagreed about Trump being authoritarian or not, but the problem is that we are, quote, unified in a certain political correctness, just like the library in Pflugerville that you can't, uh, you know, that took all the, most all the books, a uh, hundred and some odd, and there were only 159 books and only 10 were left that were not offensive. So our fellow journalist friend, Al Weiwei, W-E-I, W-E-I, definitely knows what he's talking about, and he's talking also about today's technology that he says has become jammed, but we don't really uh, have the knowledge because you don't work. You don't have to act on anything. You just think you're purified by certain ideas that you agree with. This is posing dangers to society, to an extremely divided society. And that is something that I know as a fellow journalist, Romeo Hill would not like uh, the, the library in Pflugerville uh, taking away a good portion of their books, or I doubt if you would disagree about uh, our uh, Chinese writer, A. Wee Wee, and no, that's not a joke, that's his real name, saying that America's authoritarian already. What do you agree? Or do, what do you think of Now, wait that? a minute. Oh, Sergeant my God. Wee Wee sounds racist. Hey, what's up, Scott? Sorry. Oh, yeah, okay. Good God. Um, but uh, you're about ready to kill that call. <laughs> yeah, I'm going. Hmm, gee, was who who'd who'd walked into this? We do have a caller on line six one two. Welcome to RightWingMedia.net Radio. Good evening, sir. Check my call. Good, thank you. What would you like to talk about? I just want to talk about how like, currently we're at this sort of turning point in American history politically, and things are all set up in a way where America can have this tremendous turnaround, and that the 2020 election is probably the greatest thing to happen in the last 30, 40 years politically in American history, at least in recent American history. Why do you think they were the best thing to happen? Because unless the, unless Biden and the Democrats had gone in, there was no way we could have won the middle back the way we have now. Mm. I don't know if you've seen the recent polls that shows um, 70% of independents are now in favor of Republicans, and we're gaining pretty strongly amongst moderate Democrats as well. 
and uh, ABC, Washington Post did a poll of things about last week. They had Biden at 38% approval rating, uh, Kamala Harris at 28 And then when it came to the midterm elections uh, between Republicans and Democrats, Demo- uh, Republicans were up 51 to 41, the largest margin they've ever had in the 40 years they've done that poll. Mm-hmm. So the momentum is completely on, on the Republican right-wing side, and that's in large part due to the fact that the Democrats exposed themselves. They showed their agenda. They took their masks off. They let their socialist tendencies come out. The whole country saw it, and most of the people in the middle and the moderate, you know, liberals recoiled in horror, and now they came to the Republican side. So 2022 is going to be an epic beatdown for Republicans. Uh, it's going to be and a beatdown. Well, wait a minute, Romeo. Romeo, hold on a moment. It's going to be a beatdown for Republicans. I mean, when you look at some of the poll numbers you talked about and what's uh, also some of the other ones, like YouGov, 49% disapprove of the current administration. Rasmussen, Pulse Opinion, 58% disapprove. Morning Consult, 53% disapprove. Bullfinch, 52 And, you know, I mean, so I wonder if it's possible the Republicans are going to actually have an upswing caller. What do you think? And then I yeah, want to I think get it's a red wave. Moment. I think I think I might have misspoke, but it, it, I'm saying it's going to be a red wave, the likes of which we haven't seen since probably the early 19th. The same That's would be for 2024. So, caller, it's going to be like uh, Reagan and the way he got swept in. Do you? Yeah. If if the main important thing in 24 is that Trump needs to step aside and let Ron DeSantis run. Ron DeSantis is Reagan 2.0. Mm. Now, you know, Trump at this point, at that at that age, he's not going to have the energy, and he's not, you know, he he doesn't have the, um, I guess, the facts and the knowledge inside the way of DeSantis. So DeSantis is way more knowledgeable, and he's shown the ability to fight and take on the media just like Trump. Obviously, the Trump base loves him, so he's going to have that with him, and he'll do a better job of winning independence. Romeo, you were going to say something. Go ahead. Now, caller, here's my question for you. Since you're claiming these are a lot of big accusations and claim you're you're speaking of, but do we or do you agree or disagree that it may be hard for the Republicans to possibly take that win for next year due to the fact that uh, Biden has really screwed up the mm-hmm. election system by votes by also, well, I guess we can't say really particularly happy. Well, or we could, but I mean, but not just that, but mainly because the democratic system is 100% gotten control now. Could you agree or disagree with that? I would I would agree in 2020 that was the case. That's no longer the case now, and I can explain why if you want me to. Yes, Al, ahead, can, you, can you... Oh, okay. So... You can't say that in 2021, and may I ask why? Okay, so if, if you remember back last year when the Democrats came in, you remember there was a big bill they were trying to get past, the voting bill, they called it S-1. Do you remember that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, I remember a lot of that. Yeah, so that bill, when that bill failed to pass, multiple Democrats and DNC operatives came on MSNBC acknowledging that that bill failing to pass, they said we're going to lose the midterms of doing. Why is that? They were going to try to enshrine in law the rules that they were able to put in place because of the pandemic in 2020. Currently, mm-hmm. those rules are no longer in place. George, Jim Crow 2.0, and how the not because of their own competency, by the way, but because their constituents were so upset at the at the fraud that went down in 20. The Republicans actually did something positive for once. 
and put measures in place to stop that kind of stuff from happening. Well, okay. all offices all across. Caller, let me ask you if you think there was um, that much no fraud uh, with the Democrats and they're uh, trying to put forth the uh, uh, voting rights bill then? No, it already failed. I mean, right, but do you think that there was that much fraud at that point surrounding the bill? And that was the John Lewis oh, Voting yeah, Rights what, Advancement Act. Yeah, of course, yeah. I mean, they knew what they pulled off in 20, and so they wanted to try to enshrine the rules they had in place then permanently so that they could always commit fraud on a mass scale the way they did. It failed, and now they know that that, that was their one shot. They had their chance. Good for them. And it ultimately, it's going to work out in our favor because had Trump won, we would not be. We would not have won the middle back like we got right now, and that's the key. Because obviously, the people who are Democrats are going to be Democrats, Republicans are going to be Republicans. It's whoever controls the independents and the people in the middle control elections. And now we've got so, the middle completely on our side. So you think, uh, caller, it is just a wave of comparison. Now we have something to uh, that's not theoretical but tangible that the independents, especially can look, the swing voters, if you want to call them that, can look. Yeah, I mean, all you got to do is look at New, New Jersey and Virginia to show you the power of what I'm talking about. The fact that you saw the swings you did, and I think about it, why did Virginia go so sw- swing so hard in favor of Republicans? It wasn't because mm-hmm. of young kids. It was because of the issues at hand. It was because the, pe- the children being at home during the pandemic allowed parents to see what was being taught in schools. And they mm. saw the ridiculous mm-hmm. things that the radical left was teaching, and they realized, oh, my God. Because think about it. Now that Trump's gone, the, the, the emotion that people had towards Trump has been removed. So people can mm-hmm. see things more clearly now, and, and their reason and their judgment is back in order. And because of that, they can look at what the left is doing, and it's so offended everybody that people who prior to this style, they would never vote Republican again, voted for Glenn Youngkin. Same thing happened in New Jersey. Because the and, left uh, took their mask off. They, that was the mistake they made. Figuratively, right. And the uh, Ed Durr, uh, you'd mentioned uh, Jersey, uh, the New Yorker called his election, uh, his upset victory for state Senate president, to quote, the biggest thing that's ever happened in Jersey. And it sounds like you'd agree. Yeah, I mean, all of those are, you know, the canary in the coal mine, if you will, a foreshadowing of what's to come. Because if you remember mm. all the way back in 2009, prior to the 2010 midterms, there was a massive uh, Republican one in Virginia, and uh, I believe there was another election that was a lot closer for the Democrats than it was supposed to be. And then that set the table for the massive red wave we saw in 2010, which was at that time record-breaking. And so we're seeing history repeat. To think about it, even even when it comes to Biden, Biden is basically Jimmy Carter 2.0 mm. in every way, shape, and form, if you look at him. And that's why we're, we're, we're on the precipice of a 1980s-like renaissance for conservatives. Mm-hmm. And that's why I'm saying we're, we're in this incredible moment now. I just hope that Republicans don't squander this opportunity that they're going to get in these next two elections, because if they handle it properly, they could, they could have the next mm-hmm. decade to be completely Republican control, and we could legitimately turn our country back around. Romeo, are you going to squander this? Well, I, I'm kind of wondering because... He's mentioned a lot of presidents that are very old and kind of partially passed before way my days. Well, to give here, you a I have a question. Of, well, to give you a little and bit of, I, uh, of background, Carter, uh, Jimmy Carter was a former nuclear sub uh, commander uh, in the Navy. He was also a, made his millions in, as, in peanut farming. 
but as a president, he was largely ineffectual. There was an energy crisis going on to which we did not uh, have limits on prices that were going on. People were encouraged to not use much energy. And he also had a few dabblings in uh, world affairs that were, shall we say, very embarrassing. Romeo, go ahead. So here's my question, Colin, for you. So you right now are agreed to to or disagree that you think that basically Biden's doing a job. But I, as a conservative, I see it this way. And see if you can catch me on this because well, I, wait, this wait, might wait, be hard me, for me too. Let, let me jump in and say an inadvertent good job because by mucking it up as he is doing, he is actually empowering the Republicans. Caller, would you agree before we go back to Romeo on on his answer? Yeah, yes, sir. Okay. And that's what Romeo. I was going to ask was okay. that was the biggest question. That was number one actually was do you feel like um, now let's talk about this Kyle case. Mm, do you okay. think that it is should be allowed that a president like Biden who is again seeing how old and doesn't know much and just poops his pants in the middle of a global <laughs> warming meeting, do you do you say that it is very um what's the big boy words I'm looking it, it's very wrong for Disturbing. him to make judgments huh? Oh it's actually the word I think you're looking for, Romeo, is inconsistent. Yes, inconsistent of him being able to speak on white supremacist when number one he's white and number two this whole case had nothing to do with white supremacy. Do you think that Biden should be allowed to speak on it? Because oh, wait, 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 wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute, Romeo. It does on a peripheral stance. And caller, I want to bring you back in momentarily. It does on a on you know the side issues because of some of the people who have been involved back and forth. Or am I being too nasty, caller? Do you? Do you I'm wrong. No, yeah, no, I agree with you. And I think uh, what, what this case is showing is this sort of uh, the country as a whole, what we've been in, is that the media and the Democrats have one view of reality, and then there's mm -hmm. an actual reality that the rest of us are looking at. So the, mm -hmm. the Democrats and the media and, 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 and the people on Twitter and inter on the Internet, they live in this alternate reality where everything is about race and everything is about identity politics and all of this nonsense. And in reality, the reality is totally different. So, for example, the media stuff spits in the narrative that Kyle Rittenhouse was a white supremacist, that he came there with the intention of killing black people, and all this stuff that is a bold-faced lie. And anyone who's been watching the case can clearly tell this kid had, was well-intentioned. He went there to help people, to provide, to provide medical care, clean graffiti, and help protect businesses and property. And then the media, after those certain facts came out, they tried to deflect it and say it's not true. And as the case went on, we found out more and more about the kid. Also, we found out that the people he shot were no saints or angels themselves. Joseph Rosenbaum, right. the first guy that got killed, was a child molester that anally raped a nine-year-old boy. But that, let that just sink in for a minute. Right. That guy deserved to get shot. I, I, now, I want everyone to be clear about that. Rosenbaum deserved to die the way he did. Just on what he did I, to that young child. And the fact oh, that we live I, in a country where someone can do that and not be in jail for life is sick. Okay, caller, I respect what you're saying, and I put you on mute for just a moment, but we can't, I, I don't think we can really make the value judgment that anyone 
should die, even if they have allegedly uh, done such a heinous crime as Rosenbaum is alleged to have done, or crimes plural. But I do get what you're saying, definitely, that, you know, if all things equal, if he's indeed has this bad history, then there's kind of a karma to it. Uh, would that be acceptable? Yeah, and, and by the way, because you said allegedly a few times, he's already went to court, it's been proven, he was charged and he went mm -hmm. to jail for it. So yeah. he wasn't alleged, they, they, it was found that he did it. Not once, he did it multiple times. And that kind of but makes you wonder thing is he about his character. Yeah. The other well, thing exactly, is... exactly, that's my point. Yeah, I just wanted to mention, as of about 20 minutes ago, there is still no verdict. The Rittenhouse jury is still deliberating, but uh, it's, you know, it's kind of... <laughs> Isn't yeah, that hilarious? Still, yeah. But, uh, in fact, according to the Chicago Tribune, there's an armed protester that's been demonstrating outside the Kenosha courthouse uh, all this time. And here's another one, and maybe you'll get, you'll get a kick out of this caller. According to Politico... There's uh, some of the Wisconsin laws regarding this could let Rittenhouse walk away. And we're not talking about the crazy judge or anything like that who's been a little bit, oh, uh, uh, what would you say, a bit uh, odd. But uh, What? It, How yeah. is the judge being odd? You, you, well, the guy being odd is the prosecutor. Right? That guy, well, you talk about a yep. slimy character. Binger, yeah. Uh, Binger definitely is, but I mean, it was, you know, I think the judge's comment about uh, Asian food was unwarranted. Uh, having. Oh, stop it. You know, you know that, yeah. wasn't, that wasn't racist or anything. But in the yeah. same week where Joe Biden talked about the great Negro baseball player, Satchel oh. Page, the fact that people are talking about the judge referencing Asian food is somehow racist, is laughable and absurd. And the only reason the judge, the jury, by the way, hasn't already come out with a non-guilty verdict is because they're being intimidated by a bunch of rioters and protesters outside and the multiple death threats they've received. That's the mm -hmm. only reason this thing hasn't been said. Anyone with a, with a clear eyes and an objective mind could clearly tell Kyle Rittenhouse committed self-defense. That was not murder. He didn't go there with the intent of killing people. He was the one being chased, and he defended himself. And I anyone, find it can, anyone can see that. Yeah, I find it amazing, caller. That, for example, uh, they're having to try to, and tell me if this daisy chain seems crazy to you, too. I think it probably does. They were trying to get into his mind by trying to get into the minds of the assailants and to do so just by using video uh, gathered from a variety of sources and trying to judge their nonverbal behaviors. Uh, I, 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 I've been trained <laughs> Yeah, yeah, thank you. I, you know, I had, uh, you know, this, uh, several classes in nonverbals and so on in college way back in the day. Empiricism doesn't change that much. You can't entirely tell someone's inner motive, let alone thought, train of thought by the, uh, way their posture, the degree, the, and the angle of their lunge towards somebody else. I mean, am I right or am I wrong? To a certain degree, you'd be right, and a certain degree, I would disagree with you. And what I would say is this. First of all, thank God there was no video. The prosecutor framed this was a bunch of innocent, peaceful protesters were being hung by supremacists, vigilante with an AR-15. 
That's the narrative that the media tried to portray. That's the narrative that the prosecution would have said. The video showed us otherwise. The video showed us these were not peaceful protesters. These were rioters, looters, and arsonists, many of whom with an extensive criminal background, and their behavior that was demonstrated on video backed that up. When you had Joseph Rosenbaum yelling the N-word at the top of his lungs, threatening to kill people, that says a lot. And he has a, a definite bit of history. Caller, uh, we're going to take a break. Can you stick around with us? Would you mind? Yep. Yes, sir. All righty. And you are listening to rightwingmedia.net radio. We'll be right back right after this message. We are back and we are looking at a pretty lopsided matchup, Jim. That's right, Ron. I mean, in one corner, we've got a 175-pound guy, and in the other, a 6,000-ton heavyweight train? Jim, this guy has no idea what he's getting himself into. It's no contest. Every day, people tempt fate and die trespassing on railroad tracks. See tracks. Think train. If you served honorably in our nation's armed forces and you're looking for a way to continue serving your fellow veterans in your community, then join AMVETS. Each year, AMVETS members volunteer millions of hours at VA health care facilities from coast to coast, helping to improve the lives of their fellow veterans through the VA Voluntary Services Program. AMVETS posts and departments also participate in a wide variety of community service projects, ranging from Americanism in our schools to supporting the Special Olympics and Boy Scouts of America. If you no longer wear the uniform today, you can still serve through the AMVETS by joining today at AMVETS.org. You have the right to know. The right to know about culture. The right to know about the economy. The right to know about technology and to know about sports. You have the right to know about education and politics and the weather. You have the right to know what's happening abroad and in your backyard. But above all else, you have the right to know that this right is under attack. And we must work to protect it. Because in order to be free, we must be informed. Understand the threats. ProtectPressFreedom.org. Go to RightWingMedia.net. Get yourself active on there. Be part of the conversation because this is where we will tell you the whole real news. We will never lie to you. We will never tell you orange man bad. Go to RightWingMedia.net. Enjoy the conversations that you see on there because there's the conversations that we need to have of making America red pill. We need to red pill America again. We need America to start waking up and realizing that this stuff is huge. This is part of the red pill that we have to accept. So join the conversation by going to rightwingmedia.net and just watch all the stuff that you need to know about what really everybody's saying and what Trump has really said, all the things that the conservatives normally will not be able to talk a lot about, but we'll be able to see in different discussions from different social media platforms to podcasts. We're going to red pill these demo rats and we're going to red pill them today. When friends don't don't stop friends from drinking and driving. Friends die. Friends don't let friends drive drunk. Welcome back to rightwingmedia.net radio. I'm Scott Hum. And today has been a weird day. Fox News mentioned that the White House announcer, this was actually about a day or two ago, skipped Kamala Harris, the vice president. Uh, and didn't introduce her during the signing of the uh, infrastructure report. Uh, CNN, of course, uh, took that and Fox to the bank. Also, another one that's being taken to the, uh, yeah, to a degree, the 
major attention of a lot of people is the uh, Tim puts up a video. We've got this at rightwingmedia.net. The Biden administration hit with a major defeat as vaccine mandates officially suspended. By the way, give us a call if you're listening in on the Internet. 516, the area code. 666, gee, that's frightening, 9806. Caller, you'd been mentioning uh, some of the things about the Rittenhouse case. What were some of the other points you wanted to mention today? Oh, just the, the parallels between the Rittenhouse case and when uh, Brett Kavanaugh was getting, um, under the process of him getting approved from the Supreme Court. In the mm-hmm. same way that the media set up a narrative, uh, had their had their you know their victims and the way they try to portray both Kavanaugh and uh, Rittenhouse, and and when we actually saw Brett Kavanaugh speak and give his story, and we heard Blasey Ford's story, and similar in this case, we heard the the test, you know the, the case from the prosecution and the defense. It's obvious after the fact that their narratives are totally wrong, that both Kavanaugh and Rittenhouse were innocent, and that the media had framed them and tried to set up a narrative for the benefit of the Democrats. That's what this is all about. In the case of Rittenhouse, it's the benefit of gun control. They're trying to use this to criminalize self-defense. That's what this mm-hmm. case fundamentally is about. So the, 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 um, and, the American people, this is so amazing, because in your well, break you just, talked about red pilling. Yeah, Sorry, hold that thought ahead, just ahead. a moment. But you're talking yeah. about the two women who accused Kavanaugh of sexual uh, misconduct, uh, Christine Blasey Ford being one of them, I believe. Yeah, the one who was clearly lying. The yeah, one yeah. Saw when, her, when she officially had to give her testimony, the whole country knew she lied. But then you've mentioned uh, you had a second element of this you wanted to mention. Go ahead. No, I'm just saying because in the break here on your commercial that you guys talked about red pill in America, mm-hmm. Joe Biden and the Democrats are giving out red pills like it's like it's Halloween candy. It's unbelievable. <laughs> they're they're the ones red pilling America more than more than Trump, more than any any, any Republican could have ever done. Mm. That's a good metaphor, actually, uh, like Halloween candy, which we just had uh, several weeks ago. But let me ask you this. Do you now let's just call her put you in a weird little hot seat. OK, you'll get a kick out of this. You're now in Racine, Wisconsin. You have had the fortune or misfortune of being on the Rittenhouse jury. You have been selected for the jury as well, the active jury. What, based on what you've heard in the news media and some of the live streams you may have seen and so on, how how would you vote on Rittenhouse, do you think? Well, he's clearly not guilty. He's committed okay. self-defense. He's not, he's not guilty of murder. Okay. So you would uh, basically put him off. Would you call, uh, would you think the trial deserves to be called a mistrial? No, I don't even think they need to take it to a mistrial because I think he could win on, uh, like, he could be, win on an actual verdict. I don't think they have to do that at all. Even though they have mm. they have a grounds to do it because obviously the prosecution mishandled evidence and obviously tampered evidence and so forth, but just on the, on the facts alone, it's clear he's not guilty. I think you would agree, right? Yeah, I would, actually. But you'd also uh, mentioned, uh, let's see, what is his name? The uh, district attorney, I want to say, Binger, Binger. Uh, what, just, just, I, just, I call him, it, just call him scumbag. How about, how about scumbag? <laughs> okay. Uh, but the assistant uh, DA... Uh, let me get his real name here, rather than the pejorative assistant DA Rittenhouse case. Love the internet. Uh, there we go. That is uh, T- 
Thomas Binger. I take it you don't like Thomas very much, or at least his performance as uh, an assistant district attorney. Yeah, I think I think most of America feels the same way. Yeah. Now, would you, if you were to describe him, what would be one word that you would use, and won't use the term scumbag because that has some really pejorative whatevers. But uh, if we pick a nicer, even more accurate word, what might you use? I'd go, I'd go with deceitful. Deceitful. Okay. What would be one? Uh, let's put you on. Let's put you on the witness stand for a moment, uh, figuratively speaking. What you you would term him deceitful, and I get it. What was one or more of his major deceits? Okay. The uh, the way he tried to present the whole provo- uh, provocation aspect with the picture that well, I want to say the picture, the doctored image that they try to bring up at the last second. The fact that the case clearly blew up in his face for everyone to see. And mm-hmm. his last ditch sort of Hail Mary attempt at the end here to try to claim that there was provocation because a doctored image appeared to show Rittenhouse aiming his gun or at someone or lifting his gun up is one of the most deceitful things I've ever seen a prosecuting attorney do. And that clearly shows he knows Rittenhouse is not guilty. He knows that. Anyone who studied the video and knows the facts of the case, he knows more than anyone else that he's innocent. And he's still going through with this because he's trying to get he's trying to get elected. He's running for office, and I forgot what position. I think it's Attorney General of the state. And so mm-hmm. he's using he's willing to sacrifice this young man's life, who he knows innocent, for his own political ambition. That's shameful. That's why and I call him a scumbag. Right. Uh, the other thing that's interesting is the Independent over in the UK is discussing exactly that same point. Uh, and there's another request for mistrial because the lower quality of video that they were trying to present at this point, and again, uh, ha- having done video myself and still doing it occasionally, when it's compressed, you can't see everything. And sometimes video artifacts or what's called video, uh, usually it's called vertical lag of motion, uh, can make things look mm, not really the way they are. And so that's a very valid point you also bring up. Was there anything else, caller, you wanted to mention, by the way, because we're going to go on to uh, something else here in a bit. Oh, no, that's all. That's all I got as far as Okay. Well, I'm going to put you on hold, and we want you to definitely uh, come back in in just a bit. We'll bring you back in if you're able to. And I want to thank you for calling. And, you know, we got into Romeo. The caller brought up a really good point. This is Romeo Hill, by the way. He has his own show when he's doing it. Didn't do it this week. Had a personal conflict on time. But uh, your show is 4 p.m. on Tuesdays and uh, here at rightwingmedia.net radio and uh, a service of the Weird Media Network. And also, uh, you've got your channel, which you can see it at uh, Southern Romeo. No, Romeo Hill. Oh, no, no. Well, you've got also, but at southernromeo.rightwingmedia.net, we've got on your fan page. Right. Now, Romeo, I I do apologize, but we're going to have to cut the show uh, at this point. But I want to thank you and our other caller for being on and all of you for listening and being part of rightwingmedia.net radio.